Before we get started, wanted to let you know about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And who doesn't like to make money? It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And the best part is it's all free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good people, thank you so much for joining me. My name is Desmond. Welcome to another edition of the All Go Podcast. Um, it's been a while. I am working on putting together a schedule on when I am putting some content out. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, I believe Thursdays may work for me, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, got a couple topics I want to get into. Number one is definitely the Super Bowl. Um, number two, Central Florida UCF just hired Gus Malzahn who was the former uh, Auburn head football coach. He's now going to Central Florida um, and wanted to dabble into the UConn uh, women's basketball for a little bit. So um, with the Super Bowl, that was, uh, I'm, I'm about two, three weeks late, so forgive me. But uh, it was it was just pure domination by Tampa Bay. Um, they had, uh, to start with them defensively, you know, they had a game plan that was it, just solid um and the the guys executed it so well it looked like in general that they were playing a excuse me a Tampa 2 uh defense to where it's a cover 2 where essentially your middle linebacker is kind of playing that deep third in the middle but it they did it in a lot of different different ways as well um i am a, a subscriber and i keep uh watch uh the QB school here on YouTube which is a phenomenal channel with JT O'Sullivan, but he showed a lot of different looks that uh, that Tampa Bay gave that e even him as a, uh, I believe, a 10-plus-year veteran in the NFL, played on multiple different teams, uh, he, things he's never seen before. And when you have played enough football as he has and watched enough football as he has, um, it, it's, it's, it's clear that if their looks that he's never seen, that Patrick Mahomes has never seen them either. So... Um, they, they just did a phenomenal job. Just let their guys go run, play. And, um, they got after Mahomes a lot, a lot. Uh, I've, I've seen multiple stats that, you know, Mahomes ran around for 500 and, or just under 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage before he threw the ball scrambling, which I definitely believe that because he was running around a lot. Um, but it, it, it just, when you, when you put it together of, a defense playing that dominant, and then Patrick Mahomes was missing throws that he traditionally would hit, and also his guys, Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, dropping passes that they typically would catch, and then also you don't have a run game. Like Those things together is going to give you nine points. That's what it'll give you. Um, so it just was a, a very dominant performance by Tampa, um, and then to, to flip it offensively for Tampa Bay, they ran the ball well. And once you do that, that changes the game with uh, with play action. Uh, Brady was extremely efficient in the game. I think he may have missed seven passes all the entire game. Um, and it just, they were, you know, offensively, Byron Leftwich was phenomenal, uh, as well as Bruce Arians, the head coach. 
Um, and defensively, Todd Bowles was was phenomenal. Um, Kansas City could not get any pressure on Tom Brady. Uh, they did get the it, it just the the penalties they, it killed them. And the unfortunate part is, you know, you you don't like to see a game that has as many flags thrown on one side of the ball as we had in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs defense. But every time the flag was thrown, it, it that was legitimately a penalty. Like it wasn't, there was maybe one, um, and I think it was actually the, the Tyron Matthew interception that was called back. That was one that you could have said that maybe that was on the, on, you know, it could have been close gone either way. All the other ones, it, you you were holding him. You were grabbing a guy. You were, you know, yeah, it was pass interference. Like, so it it's so difficult to be upset at, at the referees when they just made calls that were there. Like, you, you know, as a fan of football as I am, I don't enjoy seeing flags being thrown, but once they, you know, replay the, the, the penalty and they spot like the guy, I'm like, well, that, that was holding. Well, that's pass interference. Well, that's, you know, that I, I, it's, it's difficult. I'm not quite sure what the, you know, what you want the referees to do. Don't commit the penalties. That's the easy way to not get a flag thrown on you. Don't commit the penalty. So uh, kudos to, to Tampa Bay. They did a phenomenal job. Uh, Tom Brady wins ring number seven. Uh, and it sounds like they are looking to, to run it back and, and for him trying to get an eighth and for Tampa Bay try to, uh, to go back to back. So we'll see what happens. It is uh, uh, pretty interesting. I mean, I know they have a lot of guys coming up for free agency, but uh, if you can you know keep the, the core group together and you can bring a, a lot of those guys uh, back, then you know they, they definitely have a shot because you look at you know the Saints who are probably the next uh, closest team in their division to them. Um, the Saints won the division, but Tampa Bay ended up beating them in the playoffs. But the Saints were probably the next closest team when it comes to talent and their starting quarterback is is retiring, looks like. So Tampa's, you know, got a pretty good shot and, and um this time maybe they'll get everything at played at home, except for the Super Bowl, which would be kind of interesting. But we'll see what happens. Um, the Gus bus is heading, uh, down to Florida. So, uh, Gus Malzahn, as you may or may not know, was fired from Auburn. Um, he has just taken the head coaching job at, uh, University of Central Florida, UCF, uh, down in Orlando. Um, you know, as you know, UCF was, I want to say the 20, <laughs> they have a, a self-proclaimed 2017, I think national championship. They were undefeated. Never lost a game. They did not get a chance to get to the playoff. Um, so they have uh, have claimed their own national title. So is what it is. I'm not bothered either way about it. Feel free. Um, but as far as the hire, I actually think this is a phenomenal hire. Um, we just saw Josh Heupel, who was the UCF head football coach, get hired at Tennessee. And now we see Auburn coach go down to Central Florida. I I think UCF did a better job hiring Gus Malzahn than even Tennessee did with hiring Hypo. Because to me, for Gus Malzahn to have to play Alabama every single year in the midst of their dynasty, um, it, it it that's a difficult task. That's an extremely difficult task. And when you look at it, um, I actually looked up the stats on it, which was pretty crazy to see. But 
Gus Malzahn, any year that Auburn has had eight wins or more, they've beaten Alabama uh, that season. So Nick Saban has yet to beat an, an Auburn team that finished with eight wins or more. And it's crazy to think because when you think of Nick Saban, you think obviously the Alabama dominance and, you know, winning multiple national championships. Um, you know, he's in, a, in the midst of a monster run and Gus Malzahn had to play him every single year. And he, he held his own. I mean, there were, yes, t- times where it was a lopsided loss. But, you know, Gus also had, you know, some, some teams that, that beat a number one Alabama team, that beat a, a, a team in Alabama that was, was heading to the, you know, national championship or playoffs or, you know, things like that. Like, he had a very difficult task. And, you know, every year it just it seemed as if Auburn was ready for the task. Now, they may not have have played well. And, you know, there's there's a multitude of factors that go into that, including the type of roster that you have. Like you you're not always going to have a roster that can go toe to toe with one of the best teams in, in the country. Like it's just not like so for him to to even despite that continue to have a team that can give Alabama fits and, and to have a team that can, um, you know, can, can put a good product on the field. I think they're going to do a very good job um, in UCF. Um, you know, Gus's offense, he, they run the sugar huddle to where, you know, guys are in like a huddle, but not the traditional, like, you know, eight to 10 yards back. They're at like four yards. They break it quick, snap the ball quick. They run a lot of tempo, a lot of buck sweep. A lot of play action over the top. And I, I just think in that conference, with UCF already being a better team and arguably the best team in that conference, to team it up with an offense like what Gus Malzahn runs, I think it'll be I, I think it's gonna be dangerous. Um I, I'm I, I believe in the next couple of years too, UCF has got some pretty big out of conference games to where they're playing power five teams and they're in their out of conference which that is going to be the way that they are going to get into the college football playoff if they do is you've got to play the power 5 teams in your pre in your out of conference in order to get that strength of schedule so if you do go undefeated you give yourself a shot to to get there so We'll see what happens, but I, I think this is a, a grand slam and not just a home run. I think it's a grand slam hire. Um, I think it'll be really good for Gus Malzahn. He's had a, he's had a tough go of it at, at Auburn. Um, you know, in, in general, it seemed as if every year he was on the hot seat, no matter how things went. Um, and it, it just, to me, seemed silly because I, I, outside of a couple years, I don't feel like Auburn underperformed all that much um, now last year with covid and things like that uh it it, it did kind of go off the rails a little bit but um overall I, I think he's a really good coach um you know he's won and been successful pretty much everywhere he's been so i i, and I don't think ucf will be any different it's a school that is dedicated to football they have no problems putting money into their facility paying their coaches different things like that the things that you need to win and attract high level talent they do those things. So um, pretty excited to see what happens there, uh, UCF. Um, and as an Alabama fan, I'm not upset to see Gus Malzahn go. Really not. So I, I definitely wish the best for him, too. Uh, so we will see what happens at UCF with Gus Malzahn. Uh, last thing is the UConn women's basketball. Um, I actually watched a late game against, uh, it was UConn versus South Carolina, which probably the two best head coaches in in women's college basketball with 
um, Don Staley, as well as uh, Gino. Uh, but it, it, it was a pretty incredible game. And UConn has a freshman, which it seems as if every year we say UConn has a, a freshman who's who's out of this world. But um, Paige, and I don't know her last name, but uh, I've actually seen her on like YouTube and things like that last year when she was a senior in high school. And she's got some swag to her, um, you know, and but she can ball. And I believe she's had like six or seven 30-point games in a row. And she is the first freshman at UConn to do that, which when you think of the young ladies who have, the, the players who have come out of UConn's uh, women's basketball program, and none of them have done this, that you think that bar is set incredibly high. Um, you know, someone I think about is a Brianna Stewart. In regards to what she did there as coming in as a true freshman and I believe they won four in a row and I I mean honestly that's how I foresee Paige carrying this this uh, you know this program in the next four years so um, I'm definitely gonna keep an eye on uh, the the Huskies and just see how they they finish out the season um, I think it's it's pretty early but uh, but nonetheless definitely gonna keep an eye on them and uh, to South Carolina, like I said, um, Coach Staley's done a phenomenal job uh, with that program, building it and getting them to where they're at. So that's that's a, I believe that was a one versus two matchup. Uh, UConn was ranked number two and, and South Carolina number one. So these these teams, I think they know that they're going to meet each other, especially when it comes to the tournament and probably their final four national championship. Um, it'd be a pretty cool to watch them uh, play each other in the national championship. You, you always like to see the best two teams, and I think at the end of the season, they'll be the best two teams, and uh, they will be the two that, uh, that are playing for it. So we'll see what happens there. But um, that is it for me. Thank you so much for hanging out till the end. Uh, please like and subscribe, and you can also follow me on Twitter at allgopodcast, the number one. Once again, I'm Desmond. Thanks so much for joining me.